The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome aboard. Football Monday, National Football Show. Appreciate everybody stepping in each and every single Monday through Friday as you do every single week. Thank you so much. Please, as I say, hit the like button. Um, one step closer to September 11th and the Lions, right? This past weekend. And I'm going to give you observations on both offense and defense here. And get this. I understand it's exhibition football. But there is a mindset. And I'm going to show you the differences in coaching on the Eagles. When you got a certain coach that coaches a group, the way he coaches it, and the way the other inexperienced coaches are coaching their groups. We'll get to that here in a second, but obviously a lot of NFL news. A lot of cuts are going to start coming down. Maybe there's going to be some potential players out there in the running back and in the safety position that the Eagles could maybe target. I thought the backs played well. I'm going to get to offense and defense here, my takeaways. Um, there's going to be some significant players that you could potentially bring into your football unit, and they could be productive. I mean, obviously, the safety position with the Eagles right now is a major concern. All right. Gary Cobb, by the way, in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern time from Fox, Philadelphia. Let me give you my spin first, okay, on the offense. I'll tell you something, man. I kind of hit on them not practicing the run game. That was an exhibition and how you run the football with the Philadelphia Eagles. That was an exhibition. Cam Jurgens once again, is the real deal. Did you see the way Jack Driscoll and all those guys were blocking for the second group and how much effort they gave? It, you didn't know the difference between the starters and the second guys. That goes back to Jeff Stoutland setting an attitude with that group. That group was so well coached, getting up on second levels, technically sound, there was not 14 play, 17 play drives, most of them running the ball. Fantastic job of coaching by Jeff Soutland. That was an exhibition on how you run the football. My worries of them not working on it in the training camp were put to rest in that game against the Browns. The Browns got some formidable people up front too. The Browns have a pretty good unit, and they knocked those dudes off the ball with their second guys. 
Now, they were playing their twos, but just the way they were coached with the mentality, man. They were like war dogs. Just going after people, knocking people on their asses. Spectacular coaching. I'll tell you two people who want a job in Philadelphia. Gainwell in Boston. Damn good job of running the ball. They're still not the guys. On an every weekend basis, they're not the guys. However, if I'm Howie Roseman and I'm Nick Sirianni, I come away with that game saying one of these guys wants the starting job. Miles Sanders is giving that opportunity right now for one of those guys to take his gig. They ran well. I thought they caught the ball out of the backfield well. Every single thing you want in a running back duo, because that's what you have to have in today's NFL, that was well done by those young men. Again, against another well-coached football team, and I think the Browns have a well-coached football team. Some of you are going to go, well, it's twos and three. I look at preparation, I look at effort, and I look at technically sound players. Okay, that's where I'm at with this. You notice I'll never mention the score, ever. Those two men want a job. One of those guys wants to start for the Philadelphia Eagles in the backfield. Like I said, they're not good enough. But to me, they went out and put a great effort. A for effort for those guys. Fantastic. Once again, the teaching of Jeff Stoutland. He is such a spectacular coach. There is not an offensive lineman on that Eagles team that is not getting coached by, pick a doctor, Bill Gates, um, pick somebody that is just Jeff Zuckerberg. This guy is the guy in the NFL today. That's how you teach people how to play O-line. That's O-line work at its best. Pass probe. Jurgens understanding odd and even fronts. The way that they were slip blocking, counter trays, everything was outstanding. Outstanding. You can't have a better teacher than who. I'll, I'll tell you this. May I make a point to you? That Jeff Stoutland is more valuable in that Eagle organization than Nick Sirianni is. If you were to tell me who the most impressive coach is, on that staff, it's not the head coach, the DC, or the OC. It's the offensive line coach. They are, I, I mean, anybody cut from the Eagles from the O-line, if I were the Giants or the Buccaneers, I immediately am going to call their agents up and say, do you want to come play in Tampa? Fantastic. What a job. Okay. By the way, Wide receiver Kane is better than Jalen Rager. He's outplayed him. He out-efforts him. He out-desires him. Jump balls. Kane's a better player. But that won't go down the way the roster will look by the time we get to September. Kane's a better player. Probably end up dropping his ass on the uh, practice squad. But he's outplayed Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager needed to do something. And 17 play drives, he's, he played okay. But okay's not going to keep you a roster spot. Well, maybe in Philly with him it will. Now to Gardner Minshew. 
There's not a quarterback duo in the NFL that you could make this distinction. That if you lose your starting quarterback, you won't have that much of a drop-off with your backup. If you go around the league, if any NFL team loses their starting quarterback, maybe in Indianapolis, maybe, with Nick Foles. But I I personally believe the way that Gardner Minshew runs that offense, I think he could win just as many games as Jalen Hurts can win. And to me, it would be a more of a pass-happy offensive attack instead of of a running attack. I'm not suggesting to you that Gardner Minshew's better. He's a better passer, though. And that's evident, just the way he throws the ball. It's evident the way he sits back. And some would go, Sills, he's going against twos. Well, he's also working with twos. And he still made it happen. 17, 14 play drives. Extending plays. Moving around in the pocket. If they lost Jalen Hurts, the Eagles season's not over. If you lose Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, that season's over. Again, it's Jalen Hurts' team. I'm not sitting here saying that there's a quarterback controversy. I'm just telling you that that backup quarterback, if your quarterback, which... He could be prone to as we get into his career here because of the way he runs the ball, has to miss some time. Gardner Mitchell's very capable of taking that offense over and winning ball games. He was very effective. I like the way he threw the ball. And absolutely, I thought he raised his value as being one of the most important pieces on the Philadelphia Eagles. I got to tell you something, too. I'll get through here with my with the observations. And I'll tell you also what Howie has done here, okay? I mean, I I don't care what you think of his arm. He's more accurate than Jalen Hurts. And you're not going to have that much of a drop-off. There's nowhere in the NFL, unless you're talking bad quarterbacks, where you see the starter and the backup pretty close to one another. No place in the NFL unless you're talking about really bad teams. I thought the kid played well. By the way, I love this kid, Jack Driscoll. Okay? I really love the guy, Jack Driscoll. Man, that whole unit is impressive. They really are impressive. Um, I thought the old line, again, shut my mouth when it came to my concerns of them not practicing the run game because I kind of broached that last week because I heard um, somebody talking about them not practicing it. It was an exhibition of football and how you run the ball. And I'll say this to you about Howie Roseman, too. Um, Look at what Howie has built up in assets. Jack Driscoll, Andre Dillard, um, Milton Williams, Jalen Rager, for whatever reason, if you were able to put him in a package, look at what he could trade for to try to improve the safety position or the running back position with the kind of assets that he had if he wanted to move them. Okay, Andre Dillard, to me, is maybe one of the most important next to Gardner Minshew players on the Eagles because if you have a catastrophic injury to your tackles, and we've already seen tackles go down in Tampa, you got a guy that is very capable of being able to step in. So he is a huge asset. That guy, of all the players you have on the team that you can move, could probably garner a one. Okay? Milton Williams could probably get you a two. That kid's putting good tape 
at least in the organized team practices that we had on Thursday and Friday. Surely wasn't the game. But I really love what they've done when it comes to that offense. That offense was, again, you're going like this. Philosophically, they knock people off the ball. They just completely knock people off the ball. 14 play, 17 play, sustained drives. It's how you wear someone's ass out. Well done, man. Well done on that side of the ball. Now let's get to the other side here. Well, when your defensive coaches don't give a shit about um, exhibition football, it resonates with the entire unit. They didn't get off the bus. There were gaping holes, soft safety coverages, soft on the perimeter, gaping, knocked off the line of scrimmage. Jordan Davis caught in traffic. Nicobe Dean caught in traffic. They were destroyed at the line of scrimmage. And some would go, Sills, it's twos. Well, there's a mentality. Jeff Stoutland had his guys ready. Did he not? Stoutland's guys knocked people off the ball. Twos, threes, fours, fives, six, sevens. It didn't matter, right? You couldn't tell the difference between the Eagle second team guys and the Eagle first team guys. That's coaching, mentality, winning. The Eagle defense didn't show up. Poor angles, poor tackling. Front and center. Gaping holes. Gaping. The Cleveland Brown O-line knocked those front seven guys on their ass. There was nothing to be cheering about. I heard somebody say that Dean played well. I went, where in the world did you see that? Jordan Davis got spun around twice. How many times did they get out on the perimeter? They didn't set the edges. I mean, Cleveland was running at the perimeter at will. You know, defense, I tell people this all the time. Defense, my friends, is not a position. It's an attitude. And that attitude has to resonate with your entire group. You got to want to hit somebody. You got to want to shed tackles. You got to want to be in the right position to make plays. None of that was on display against the Browns. It's almost like they took the Thursday and Friday organized team practices and said, hey, we put enough on film and that's good enough. And then you got killed in that game with lack of effort. It didn't look like they cared. That's my observation. Poor angles, gaping holes. That's a give a shit thing. Give a shit. You know, people go like this. So what do you make it at 21 game win streak in Baltimore? Not much of it, except for this. They got an attitude in Baltimore where every time they step on the field and they want to put film out there for players and for coaches to evaluate you, you got a winning attitude. You're trying to create a winning attitude with that. When you knock someone on their ass, that's a winning attitude. That was not a winning effort on Sunday. And some would go, Sills, dude, if you step on the field one time, you step on the field a thousand times. If you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability. 
But the coaches have a mentality and the organization has a mentality that that shit doesn't matter to them. Jeff Stoutland, it mattered. You saw it. You saw it, did you not? Look at the difference between how Stoutland coached his O-line and how that defensive line and front seven were coached against the Browns. One team cared. The other part of the team didn't. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me you saw something different as some of you with blinders on will say. That's a freaking mentality. You are not good enough as a football team yet to throw your helmet on the field and say, here we are. You're not good enough for that. Because you'll get beat like you did last year against the Giants with that mentality. Hell, any team will get beat. Last year, the Packers got their shit pushed in by the Saints in the opener. Oh, we got the Saints. Not so fast. They got killed. When you're close like this, and we're coming up to September now, you can't put shit like that on film. You can't put that on film. I don't care you get beat. Especially in an exhibition game. I care the way you get beat. You got to give a shit, man. You got to put effort out there. Put effort on tape. You're also, if you're one of those bubble guys, you're auditioning for 31 other football teams. That ain't getting it done. Not very good. That defense was soft. Jonathan Gannon is once again in the bullseye. I'll tell you this, guys. One thing is for sure. I'm starting to slide off of Jalen Hurts here and starting to go over to Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon more and Shane Steichen, okay? Kevin Stefanski's team looked pretty good. Especially with, think of, think of all the chaos they have in that building too. Deshaun Watson, who's starting, the whole Baker Mayfield BS. And they're able to go out there and put some good plays on tape. By the way, I thought their defensive front seven, they were knocked off the ball, but they were trying. They were trying. Boy, Jeff Stoutland, man, what a coach. Had his guys primed, ready, rock and roll. They were great. That's how you coach a unit, man. You think Jeff Stoutland gives a shit if he's got his first or second or third team guys out there? You better give maximum effort to be in that group. And by the way, it's an honor to be in that group in Philly, isn't it? That second team played like it's an honor to be on that group, isn't it? It means something to be an old lineman in Philadelphia. Think about what I'm saying here. When you play for Jeff Stoutland and the Eagles, it means something. You're being coached by the best, and the best are in front of you. Shit, man. That's the best unit maybe in football. And they play like it. I'm watching that second group, not that Cleveland Browns second team team into the dirt. They're knocking them around like they're donkey dicks. I'm sitting there going, that's impressive. That's impressive. I'd love to be in a Jeff Stoutland meeting. That guy, Cam Jurgens. As advertised. As advertised. 
That kid Jonathan Gannon on that side of the ball. Let me go there now. Jesus, criminy guy. Watch this. Well, I don't want to show anything else. And I, and I agree. You don't want to get a trench chart going right now. I completely agree. You don't want to get a trench chart for um, Detroit right now. They got last year's game. Different personnel this year. And what you don't want to do is you want to be as vanilla as you can. This Dolphin game, they're probably going to even do crazier things outside the box that they'll never do during the regular season because they don't want to get a a tendency chart going for Dan Campbell and his guys. But you know what the only thing you have to worry, don't have to worry about is? You don't have to worry about anybody being aggressive. When you got a defensive-minded coach that's not aggressive, look at how it shows up in just the effort. When you got an aggressive O-line coach that mauls people, look at how that looked. Did you not see the difference in coaching? Surely you were looking at that. You don't look at scoreboards in the exhibition season. You look at how positions are being coached, how they're playing. Do they care? Those organized practices for the defensive side of the football. And you know what? I heard Rob earlier on Sports Take say this. Well, you know, they felt comfortable because they won the organized practices. Shit, dude, you should want to win every time you step on a football field. That's surrendering shit. That's... Jack says he saw the difference. Justin goes, I was at the game. I saw it. Bob, I think Dean's going to be a player. But you can't have the defensive line guys getting knocked off the football into the scrape lanes. He got caught in traffic. He's not physical enough to take on those guys for 17 straight games. He's not. And then again, that's a league thing. You don't see LeVon Kirkland's anymore in the middle or Ray Lewis's. You see them hybrid cover two type linebackers that could get back in coverage. It's a league thing and how they're going and looking for that type of player. But when he gets knocked and the tackles are knocked into him, he has no chance making plays. Poor angles, poor tackling, poor effort. Poor effort. Poor effort. Davis looked tired. It's a league issue. It's the way they're being prepared. Now, let's bring it back full circle. Some would go, Sills, it's the second exhibition game. Why get so upset? Because like I said, every time you step on a football field and they're taking film of you, and there's a, there's a record of you, you should want that to be a good record. Not a lame-ass, half-ass effort. If I'm trying to make one of these teams in the league and if I can't make the Eagles, and you play defense against the Browns, I wouldn't want to show that. This guy's got knocked off the football, dude. And, and by the way, Gardner Mitchell has shown everyone that if 
there is an injury at the quarterback position in Philly, they could, he could take the Eagles just as far. Just as far. Run the ball the way they ran it. 17, 14 play drives. Nate Sudfeld can maybe win games with that approach. Okay? That right there, the way they knock guys off the ball when you start putting the big heroes out there, the number ones, man. Man, if get this too. If you're Jordan Mulatto, you're Jason Kelsey, and you're watching that game film, and you're watching the boys behind you as they're the next heir apparent to your position one day, you got to be so proud of your room. Great effort, guys. That's how you beat people up. Must have been such a great thing to be in that room. I wouldn't have wanted been in that defensive line room. Slipped, hooked, slipped, knocked off the ball, out of gas. All day. Oh, wait. The Eagle threes were better than the Browns threes. Probably. Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> they're going to go like this. Why in the world would you give that guy the benefit of the doubt when he doesn't have a, an aggressive mentality? How many defensive coordinators have you ever heard of that aren't aggressive? Isn't that an innate trait you want to have with your coordinator where he, he's aggressive? He wants, to, he wants to dictate the pace of the game? Shit, man. Look, they're a good team. And the reason I'm doing this is because I care, because they are a good team. That team could go far. That team could go far this year. Don't blow it. Don't blow it by outthinking yourselves. The way they ran the ball and threw the ball, if Jalen Hurts plays the way that Gardner Minshew played, the Eagles are going to win a lot of football games. That's the kind of approach. I don't want to see 38 passes. What was Mitchu? 14 to 16, 250 yards. That's how you move it, dude. The whole thing, man, was really impressive on offense. Defense? Again, you, you, you know what the local media and the radio stations and others are going to do. They're going to say this about Gannon. Well, they don't want to show anything to Detroit. What? You mean playing tough? Dude, playing tough, okay? I mean, you can't game plan against a team playing tough. By the way, I'll say this to you. If I were the Lions and I saw the way that Shane Steichen had Gardner Mitchell, the way that they came out and did that 17 and then 14 play drive, you know what I would say? Well, I hope they don't do that to us. Because that was aggressive. The offensive line in that game against the Browns was more aggressive than the defensive line. Anytime you hear that proclamation, you had a problem. You had a problem. I just, I, I, I do not believe in that defensive coordinator. Okay? I think he's a bookworm.
I Jack, I don't think they played like shit. I think that offense with their line saved the day in Mitchu's play. Wide receivers too, by the way. Like I said, the kid Kane's outplayed Rager. He's outplayed him. There's no getting around that. He outplayed him. Throughout the entire camp, he's outplayed him. Stoutland is the only coach in that building that I wouldn't fire if something went south this year. He's the most valuable coach in that building. No one else. And by the way, so let me get this right on your special teams. So is Howie going to get into the first week of the regular season and just slap some players out there and him and Nick are going to come up with kickoff and punt return and punt block and hands teams and all this? Is that how they're going to do it? Atrocious. Absolutely not very coached well, if that made any sense. Special teams is terrible. And it shows the lack of attention that they've given to it. Hey, I love Devin Allen. I thought that was a first, you know, from what I understand too, that's like the first time they let him break into the open. That's a good play, man. That was a good play for him. I don't know if he makes the team. Maybe they put him on practice squad and see if they could bring him along and develop him. But I like that play. I thought it was a good play. No one was catching that kid, that's for sure. Plus, I'd like to see him drop his ass if I can on if I can on special teams. You know, I want to see if I could get him maybe some special teams work too, right? So great job. Just a great job by the O-line. Horrible job by the D-line. Um, coaching is my biggest question on this team. Brian, you're right. That's what I completely now have come to the conclusion of, okay? To me, it's, it's, it's coaching. I am 100% in agreement with you. The issues on the football team, if there's going to be losses this year, it'll be coach's result. Stoutland going to give Gannon one of those buddy Ryan. <laughs> hey, he was fabulous the way he had his guys prepared. The second team Eagle O-line. You know, I said this last week to you. Hey, Jesse, Jurgens is everything is advertised. He is everything is advertised. Nick isn't getting fired after two years. I never said he was. And if you believe that, and you don't know the Lori operates. I never said he was getting fired. But someone's ass will be on the firing block if this football team doesn't fulfill proclamation and what their destiny can be because this team should go far. Vic Fangio, with, well, hey, they're not getting a new coordinator right now. You're going with what you have. I just, you know, no, no. Jay, I don't think it's Gannon's afraid to coach men. I just don't think he knows how to coach veterans. Not everything is head on the three gap. Maybe Fletcher has a technique that he cheats with to get to the three gap and so that he could take on a guard who's trying to slip or hook him. Okay? Listen to your guys. But you got to get a little bit more fire in there, man. 
Slasher says, Jordan Davis, I'm concerned about, honestly. Slasher, he just has to play more plays, which means he has to be in better shape. He's not in good shape. Again, a league thing, though. It's a league thing. I am, hey, no, Q. Q goes, Seals rooting for backup Minshew on tweets. I was rooting for him because to me, do you know what it's like to be on a second team and there's a guy in front of you you know you're better than? It's frustrating. And I wanted him to play well. You're damn right I did. He increased his value and he solidified his seat on the Philadelphia Eagle team. His, his job is not guaranteed as a backup. Gardner not better than Hurts. Who the F said that? Who said that? I said you wouldn't have as much of a drop-off. No one has ever said that. I reiterated that and said that. That he's not, it's his team. I've never said that. But I'm rooting for him because he played well. Good for him. Jesus, criminy. Do you think Nick's, no, yeah, it's Jalen's team. They've built this team for Jalen Hurts, not for Gardner Minshew. This team's not built for Gardner Minshew. This team is built for Jalen Hurts. The same way that that team in Miami is built for Tug of Viola right now, a left-handed passer. These guys are given the keys and they're going to go in there. My point again is, if Jalen does go down, just like in the Jets game last year, this kid is not going to have a gigantic drop-off in quarterback play like you see everywhere else. I can't even tell you the backup quarterback in Los Angeles with the Jets is, or Rams. I can't even tell you who the backup, oh, it's Kyle Trask in Tampa. You're not going anywhere with Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask in Tampa. But this guy, Minshew, can can hold down the fort for a game or two. You're not going to have drop-off. Jesus. They built it for Jalen. Let's hope he... Absolutely, man. And by the way, I thought the offense had a punch and a, and, and, and a great aggressiveness to him. That's because of the O-line coaching. This team is not built for Jalen Hurts, Sills. This team does not extend his strengths. His strengths is running. It's not passing. And what you saw in a 17-14 play drive, it's exactly what Jalen Hurts does. Like I said in the open, and I'll rewind it, if Jalen Hurts plays inside of the way that Gardner Minshew played, the way that they play called, the Eagles are going to win a lot of games. They're going to win a lot of games. Now, if they get that other side playing night, and I get Fangio wants, or Fangio, excuse me, Gannon wants not to show his hand here. This team is built for a strong arm QB. I, I, I think this team is built for a mobile quarterback right now. I do. 
Brian says, I didn't like Jim Swartz, but I really miss him now. Absolutely. Anything's better than what you have. I mean, honestly, I mean, the Cleveland Browns had gaping holes. If that was a real game, okay, just the way that the effort was, you're going to go, well, it's twos. Well, the Browns twos also. And Stoutland's twos look like the ones. There's a difference in coaching. And in caring. That's how I saw it. Again, poor angles, poor tackling. How did Hurts play against the Jets in the preseason? He was good, man. Six for six, 80 yards, moved the chains. Same thing what Minshew did. You could tell the defense was not coached up. It was almost like they told them, let's go vanilla. You know, Paul, I agree 100%. I completely agree on Cam Jurgens. Okay? I completely agree. Five star. Again, the reason that you here, I'm I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys one of the things and why I'm going here in what I'm saying to you now, when you are a great sculptor or a painter and you're fine-tuning that work of art, you're not making these gigantic chips or these giant strokes with your brush. You're doing the littlest, tiniest thing to accentuate what gifts you have and what you've put on canvas. That's what a great football team is. The Eagles have assembled enough right now. Now it's fine-tuning the loose ends. The loose ends are the things that get you beat in the end. They're there now. From where this football team was, where they won four ball games a couple of years ago, it's unbelievable. And how much they've made these leaps. You're fine-tuning. I don't believe in the defensive coaches. Okay? I I do not. I just, when I look at, and again, I, you know, and I have to remember that going down the line, this is an NFL deal when it comes to conditioning and getting guys in shape. Okay? But I wanted to point this out to you guys, how important it is. When you do this, look at the way Jeff Stoutland coached his guys. Tell me they look like the ones. The effort. Knocking guys off the ball. Gaping holes. Tell me you didn't see that. And you went like this. Man. Jack Driscoll and them dudes. Hey. And like I said last week, so is it really a bad thing that you don't make starting five of the Eagles? Really? That's like asking to make the starting five with the Golden State Warriors. Hey, I'm a really great player. Okay, well, those guys are the champs. If you're not starting in Philly, that's not a bad thing, my friends. 
if you're not starting in New York with the Giants, that's a horrible thing. If I were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'd be calling Howie Roseman right now. What do you want for Andre Dillard? Howie would go a one. And Leonard Fournette. Look at where he is right now. Think of that for a minute. So when teams start calling Howie now for Andre Dillard, his value shot up with all these injuries and O-linemen. Think about the injuries that you're seeing. Howie would go like this. I want a one in your back. Be patient. This guy's got some, he, this guy's got some assets here. He's got some assets. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about Nicobe Dean. We'll do that. My friends, don't forget our friends at Morgan and Morgan, where the fee is free means this. If you are hurt or injured on a job, promise you this. There is not an attorney firm out there in America that will have your back when it comes to getting you the fair compensation you and your family so deserve. Past 30 years, make no mistake about it. Past 30 years, they've collected over $13.5 billion in compensation for their clients. How's that for you, right? Okay, they've got attorneys all over the United States of America, 800 strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida are there to do battle for you. (laughs) For the people is not a slogan. Call them 800. 512-1600. 512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. Call us free. Consultation's free. 800-512-1600. Open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call them, tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, They're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. After a car crash, the big insurance companies you see advertising on TV, they may try to downplay your case and might say, it's only a fender bender or it's just a herniated disc. I worry that some law firms fall for this BS. Not us. We put ourselves in your shoes and ask, what would it be like to be in your pain for the rest of our lives? A million dollars wouldn't be enough for me. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. 
What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. Gary Cobb, Fox 29, Philadelphia, hour 2, 430 Eastern. We'll get his observations, both offense and defensively, real quick before I get back onto the Eagles. And should they upgrade the running back position? That Tyler Huntley kid in Baltimore is a freaking star in the making. And boy, I'll tell you something. You talk about another place that has another backup that's capable of doing some really fine work for you. That kid is a ball player. I love the way he plays ball, man. Tough, accurate, aggressive, smart, knows how to get down. Dude, he's a good-looking ball player, man. I love that kid. I do. I just absolutely love that kid. I think that kid's going to be a superstar in the NFL. He's going to land in a place somewhere, and you watch this guy could turn out to be something like Favre. Like when Favre was in Atlanta, nobody thought shit of him in Atlanta. Gets up to Green Bay. Mike Holmgren takes him and takes him to another level, takes him into being a Hall of Famer. This kid looks like he's got a lot of talent, man. Okay. Um, Should... The Eagles go after Kareem Hunt, running back, Cleveland Browns. I know Boston and Gainwell played, but that's not good enough. I, 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 they, they were fine. They were fine. They're not red zone backs. And Kareem has proven that he could catch the football out of the backfield, and these guys kind of can. But Kareem Hunt is a versatile back who can do that. Now, I don't know his age. Okay, if he's 31, then, um, you know, 
we're talking about the tires starting to get a little flat. You know what I mean? And the tread's starting to come off a little bit. So that drops my value for him. So of all my guys that you're looking at that I could possibly move, don't even go near Andre Dillard or Milton Williams. Don't go anywhere near those guys because that's out of your price range. You know how you go into a store sometimes and you want to buy something really great and you want to, and you see a Rolex and you go, eh, you know, I'm going to have to go with the Raymond Weil. Okay. It's Raymond Weil. It's a fine watch. Okay. It's a fine watch or tag. Eh, it's not a Rolex. Okay. Andre Dillard right now to some teams looks like a Rolex. Especially when you lose two offensive linemen like the Bucks have. Do you go? He's twenty-seven. Okay. Did Hurts have more passing TDs or rushing TDs? I believe he had more passing TDs. I think he had sixteen, if I'm not mistaken, a year ago, and I think he had ten rushing. Paul says that Hunt is only twenty-seven. That's pretty young, especially since the fact that he hasn't been the number one mail carrier in Cleveland. That's been Nick Chubb. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I would have a problem giving up a three for him or somebody of the ability of Andre Dillard. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Rager, dude, Jalen Rager is not going to be something on the list for teams, especially a team like Cleveland. Okay. They want someone who's good. Okay. I know that Philadelphia values their players really highly, but that player is not valued highly. While y'all hunt is just as injury prone as Sanders. There's some truth to that. Okay. There's some truth to that. Ryan says that Brady's going to get killed behind that line. Man. The young right tackles injured now. Lost a guard for the season. The center's out. Jesus, criminy. He's 28 and wants a new deal. Yeah, well, I'm not giving him a new deal. Well... Like what? $10 million a year? That ain't going to happen in Philly. I would not pay that for Kareem Hunt. I'm not giving him $10 million in a new deal. I'll rent him for the year. Okay? I'll rent him. And if he wants and he's productive, I'll offer him a Philadelphia Eagle-friendly deal at the end of the season if he happens to come in and be a component and a factor, especially in the red zone. Um, what happened? No, no, nothing happened. <clears throat> Check the Bills, Steelers, Patriots, Browns, Dolphins, Vikings, running back rooms. Plenty of running backs to go around. Ten million for a running back? Hell no. No, I mean he wants a new deal. He's not. He's not going to want a three million dollar contract to come to Philadelphia. That's not going to happen. Rager would have to be something you at completely Joseph. That's what I'm saying with this. See, to me, I don't think Howie is going to use somebody like if Andre Dillard is 
out there and teams are calling for him, how he's going to go like this. Well, I want a one and a safety. I think the safety position on the Philadelphia Eagles is more of a concern than, than the running backs are. I think you can get away with what you got. I'd like to improve it, but I think you can get away with it. They're guys, but you can get away with it. And, the, and especially with the way the guys played hard against the Browns. It's a pretty good group. They did a nice job. I think you can get away with it. Where I don't think you're going to get away is that group you have at safety. I do not think highly of that group. They're not very good. They're okay. You know, the corners are really good. The linebacking, since TJ Edwards was instilled as the starter last year, it's a brand new looking group. He's changed the attitude inside that locker room and in that group and in that group setting and in that um, group personnel, he's absolutely changed the room. And what I loved about it too was that he he refused to surrender the position to Nakobe Dean. And then Kaiser White comes in and plays his ass off. Again, not a very good effort against the Browns, though, I thought. Too many gaping holes, and the D-line got knocked off the ball. Still better all around back. Kareem Hunt or A.J. Dillon? I'll take Hunt. Because he played in Andy Reid's system. Remember that, too. When you're going after somebody, Greg, you want to know what kind of systems that these guys have all worked in. So this guy has been in Kevin Stefanski's system, and he's been in the Andy Reid system. So when you're looking at Kareem Hunt, you understand that he understands the passing game. That means this, what? That means he's a good pickup guy when it comes to blitzes. What's the number one thing that keeps running backs on the pine and on the sidelines when they're young? They can't pick up blitzes. And how many backs have you seen? That Rashad Penny kid up in Seattle? You know why Rashad Penny hasn't done shit since he left San Diego State and went up to Seattle with Pete Carroll? He can't pick up blitzers. It's 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 been, and he gets hurt. He can't pick up blitzers, and he and he gets hurt. I think one one game last year, I think he was the AFC Player of the Week last week, or excuse me, NFC Player of the Week last week or last year. And when he's healthy, he's a good player. But when you're a back in today's NFL. With the complex blitz packages that people throw at you, you've got to be a, a savant to understand where the blitz – you know where a quarterback is always looking where he thinks the open wideout is? When you're a running back and it's third and long, you've got to figure out if the safety, outside linebacker, if you're doing a wheel in the middle and you're, they're going to do stunts, you've got to pick up one of these guys. Your head's constantly on a swivel. How many times do you see running backs that are so young back there or don't understand blocking assignments – Get their quarterback killed. See it all the time. The fundamental reason on why backs don't get on the field when they're young. By the way, real quick, I heard the guys talking to a guy in New York um, about, about Saquon Barkley. Dude, get out there and play. You're as hurt as Miles Sanders. I mean, between Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley, these guys should run a... Salvation Army for the wounded. I mean, honest to God, dude, you're never healthy. Always hurt. 
Isn't that the worst thing to hear from a player or coaches or media guy? Guy's got great talent, but he's never healthy. Unfulfilled talent. It's the most overrated word used sometimes in sports. Well, he he's never healthy. Wasted talent, dude. Dude, I can't think the last time a Penn State back was decent. Even the kid that won the Heisman ended up getting hurt. God rest his soul. I mean, you you, you got to go all the way back to like, I mean, even DJ Dozier wasn't really anything. You got to go back to Franco. Franco and um, Lydell Mitchell. That's back in the 70s. Hunt and Hertz is going to be on fire. Boy, that would money. If they put Kareem Hunt in that backfield with Jalen Hurts, wow. Wow. Can you imagine if you had LeGarrette Blunt in the backfield? That's kind of what I'm trying to envision here. Curtis Enos, Kajana Carter, all them guys always banged up, hurt. Larry Johnson was great. Larry Johnson was great. He carried the he carried the mail, didn't he? A couple of years. Larry Johnson could. Hey, Larry Johnson can ball. Way to pull one out there. GG, that's good, man. Larry Johnson can. Oh, my God. Really? He's passed on, Warrior? I didn't know that. Man, Larry Johnson can run the ball, man. 40 times a game. You bet, man. He ran your ass over, too. Greg goes, no problem bringing Kareem Hunt in. But what would be the price tag? There's no. And plus, if you're Andrew Berry right now, you got to be doing this, guys. Oh, man, we got to try to win games running the ball. You th- Hey, you want to know what a football team is going to look like, the Eagles in 2021? It's going to be the Browns. They're going to be a so unbalanced football team, you're not going to believe it. There's going to be limited passes. Limited passes. Limited. Rager for Hunt. Yeah. Okay, and what, a, a two? Remember something, you give Rager up and you put Rager in a trade, you got to give something that makes me go like this. Okay, get my attention. Jalen Rager doesn't get my attention to improve. Here, Howie is looking around right now for safety, then back, I think. I think safety, and he feels he could probably find a back that someone's going to jettison. That's how... Is David Johnson big pick? Is he st- is he still in Houston? Is he still in Houston? That was a really weird trade. Him going to Houston and that DeAndre Hopkins deal it was really weird. Really weird. Um, what about the second string back for the Tennessee Titans? Yeah, that kid that took over last year for um. For Derrick Henry, <laughs> he went in there, man. They looked like they didn't even miss a beat. Okay? He looked like they didn't. Hey, Nicole, I, I, I'm going to wait until the top of the hour on Nicobe Dean because, again, this is part of the learning curve that he's going through here. Okay? This is part of the learning curve. That he's going through. When you when you're a young linebacker like that, and your defensive line gets knocked off the ball, and there's gaping holes like that, 
I don't care if you're Ray Lewis or you're Mike Singletary. You ain't making those plays. What do you think made Mike Singletary such a great football player? Well, he had Steve McMichael and he had Dan Hampton in front of him. When you've got guys like that and he had Richard Dent, usually when you see great linebacker play, it's tradition that you have a really great D-line. Hey, when Seth was going sideline to sideline, it didn't hurt you had Reggie and Jerome in there. <laughs> right? It, 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 and Clyde Simmons, it didn't hurt. Is that fair? You know, when Seth, Seth is running down the sidelines, making plays, why? Well, those guys ain't getting knocked off the ball. They're not getting knocked off the ball. Okay? I want to hit on Dean. Also, too, a little bit on the Cowboys. I want to talk a little bit of the Dolphins, too. Gary Cobb in Hour 2 at 4.30 Eastern. I want to give you guys a little bit of a programming note, too. Tomorrow we'll have Merrill Reese. He'll be with us at 4.30 Eastern time. Then on Wednesday, we will have Armando Salguero from the Miami Herald and also the Athletic, who covers the Miami Dolphins. That's the next opponent for the Eagles. And then on Thursday, Hollis Thomas will also join us and talk some Philadelphia Eagles. And we're trying to get Jimmy Johnson for Friday to talk a little bit of football as we get ready to close up the final exhibition week. So please hit the like button. Hour two. Keep it here on the National Football Show. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather, the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Hour number two, National Football Show. Your boy, Big Sills. Don't forget, bottom of the hour, 4.30 Eastern time, we'll have our friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. We'll get his observations. And again, in that first hour, the reason that I laid it out like that for you is because you're so close. You're close. Don't let it go through your fingertips because of shitty coaching. Do not, my God almighty. Hey, it's one thing for a player to get beat deep. It's another thing to have a coach put you in a bad position and he costs you a game. I don't mind players getting beat, man. I mean, it happens. There's that's why it's the NFL. That guy gets paid too. That guy gets paid too. You know, I tell my daughter that all the time. My daughter plays D1 rugby. And she's like, damn, damn, dad, that player from UCLA made plays on me. I'm like, well, welcome to big time sports, Danielle. They got a scholarship too. You know, I mean, they're, they're on scholarship too. They're good too. The objective is to have more good plays than them. I mean, hey, it's one thing in high school where you're killing everybody, right? She's like, yeah, it's a little different. I go, yeah, you're playing BYU, Arizona State, Arizona, Penn State, them places. <laughs> a little different, right? She's like, yeah, I go, ah, the level's changed. Be prepared. They're going to show up and play you. You're so close. Actually, you're probably thinking that I'm down on the team. When, to me, just so I make sure you understand, I think you're really close. I think you're really close to doing something special this year. I really do. You have it within your – how about this? Let, let, let's line up – before I get into the, the topics here, um, head coach DC, Dean, and Gary Cobb at the bottom of the hour. How would I feel about the Eagles going against the Rams in an NFC championship game? I'd like to have our running attack against that. Hey, I know you guys love Aaron Donald. And you think Aaron Donald's the best defensive tackle in the game? And he is. He still plays on defenses that give up five yards of carry. Doesn't that play right into the Philadelphia Eagles? Dude, you give up five yards of carry against the Eagles? Well, wait till you play the best team that runs the ball. You'll be getting eight yards gaping holes in that defense. I like my chances, actually, on a 17-play 17 play drive. I keep... Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay on the sideline. I'm pretty good with that. Okay. Steven, you shouldn't be down on Jalen. He's done nothing in this preparation for the upcoming 2022 season. He did nothing. He's ready. It's the overhyping of the media, the stupid stats, all that stuff. He did everything right. He's ready to rock. He's ready to go. Let's go. He's Let's go. He's ready. There's no more preparation here except for preparing for the Lions, which they're probably doing now anyway. He's not preparing against the Dolphins this week. 
Jalen Hurts is putting a game plan, and they're putting a game plan together for that Lions team now. That's what they're doing. Seals, who do you think gets cut on Tuesday? I'll I, 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 um, need to cut five players. Boy, I, I, that's, I mean it, man. It is going to be a tough call. Okay. Jalen Ramsey is overrated, dude, but, and got beat a lot last year. The pass rush bailed him out. Hey, Eagle fan, guess what? I kind of agree. Jalen Ramsey, you think that guy's Darrell Revis? Man, I don't. I, I don't. I don't look at him and go, yeah, that guy, man, you don't throw over. I, I don't. I. By the way, the guy digs in Dallas, I don't look at him the same way. I, I, mean, I go right at him because he gambles too much. If, if I was an offensive coordinator, I'd go at Diggs. I'd go right at him. Cut the coaching staff. We're going to get to that here in a minute. Nobody. You almost have to be an Asante Samuel type today. Brian, that's such a great take. Seals, why is Carson Strong not getting any preseason snaps? I don't get it. He's probably not showing it and doing enough in in uh, practices and in the organized team scrimmages to warrant it. I find it hard to believe that Sirianni, and by the way, just so you know, the organization is dead set on Minshew and Jalen Hurts this year. That's not really a great way to coach, is it? It's not really the best way to coach. That kid, Devin Allen, I haven't seen them throw the ball to him at all in the exhibition season. I haven't heard anything. Once they let him loose, he got loose. He showed you exactly what he could do. He got behind the secondary, and he outran everybody. That's, I was like this, wow, okay. I mean, I'm not sitting there saying you make the team because of that play, but that was the first thing. I'll tell you this, Devin Allen did more in the exhibition season in a game than Jalen Rager did. At least there was a splash play, a plus 25. That had to be the biggest plus 25 play in the preseason for the Eagles. And it was by the hurdler. I don't know. You keep you keep people, not you, but people in the Eagle organization keep telling me, well, Rakers did enough. I don't I see Kane and Allen do more to warrant a roster spot than Jalen Rager does. Jalen Rager shows you some of the fundamental flaws in the ideology and how you keep players on your roster. For what? Him and Derek Barnett? Why are you here? Why are you on that eagle? You're not good enough to be on that roster. You're not. And like I said, I think the kid Kane has outplayed Jalen Rager in the camp. Revis was 10 times the player Ramsey is, and they talk of Ramsey with the Rams like he's some sort of like insane corner. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
You know, you know, Nick, I think I, I would say this. I probably think Kane makes the practice squad. I think he's balling too, Nick. Bob says, Sills, it's been reported that Howie called many about Alexander Matson. He's 26 on the last year of his four-year rookie deal. He, he has less mileage than Hunt. How much money, though? What's the pick? What's the compensation? That's what this is coming down to now. I'm not giving you Andre Dillard for a back. I would give you Andre Dillard for a starting safety. Like, you know what I would do? I would call up Cincinnati again. We go back to this again. Hey, what's the deal with Bates? I'll give you Andre Dillard for Bates. You ain't paying him. I'll take Bates. Andre Dillard's stock has skyrocketed. Would you give Dillard up for Bates? You guys a Pro Bowl safety. You imagine having a Pro Bowl safety in two corners and that linebacking group and that front seven. You're going to win a lot of ball games, folks. You're right here. You're right here. Least I'd take for Dillard's a second. Me too. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving that. Dude, now that I see how many people are injured in the O-line around the NFL, Andre Dillard, not only Andre Dillard, Jack Driscoll, all those dudes that you, let me tell you, I got goosebumps for the Eagle fans. Every one of those five guys that played in that Jeff Stoutland offensive line against the Browns, you could get a draft pick for. Dude, you, you, they may have to try to keep 10 of them guys. Freaking unbelievable, man. How good they are. How well coached they are. No wonder this guy was cranking out old linemen at Alabama. I, you know what? I, I have to do more homework on him. Where his like fundamentals come from. Like this guy's like Alex Gibb. Jesus. He is the equivalent of Jim Johnson. Jeff Stoutland is the equivalent of Jim Johnson. The great D coordinator that was here and maybe Bud Carson. Unbelievable. Unbelievable how well that team was prepared to play. And those twos look like the ones. Crushed them. I, I mean, look at how Cam Jurgens. You know, I thought Cam Jurgens, when I heard that the Eagles drafted Cam Jurgens, I kind of smirked. I went, eh, he's not like the kid in Iowa. He's better than the kid from Iowa. He's better than the kid from Iowa. He's better. And you're being coached by the best in the business. Look at what pro coaching does for you when you're around the elite coaching in sports. Look, 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 look at the certain groups even on the Eagles compared to what that guy did. Front seven wasn't prepared. His was. Man, they get after people in Philly. They are the gold standard. 
Dude, your second team could start in the NFL somewhere. You could probably put the Eagles' second team in New York with the Giants and they'd all five start. Jurgens, Driscoll. They would do a better job of protecting Daniel Jones and what they have up there. That's unbelievably unreal to have that many guys on your roster. It's got to go to Howie too, but Jeff's got to be part of the evaluation and who he brings in. Just, and and, and I'm, I'm going off on it because it was just the way that they played. They were grinders. 17, 14 play drives. One unit wanted to play. The other unit said, eh, we kind of won Thursday and Friday. Screw it. And you looked it. Jonathan Gannon and that soft ass mentality. Dude, you are never going to be a defensive coach in this league with a cream puff mentality. Honest to God, man. That guy's a cannoli. He's a cannoli. You see, William, that's exactly what defense is, William. It's not a technique. It's not an alignment. It's an attitude. You want to go after somebody or you don't. Plain and simple. It's not normal to knock people out. Jesse says that Jonathan Gannon plays scared. I don't think it's scared. I don't think it's scared. I think he doesn't want to be embarrassed. Well, sometimes risk causes embarrassment. It's okay. Sometimes you get embarrassed. How many times did Jordan get embarrassed by the Detroit Pistons or the Celtics? before he ended up getting over the hump, beating the Pistons. Everyone gets embarrassed. And if you're concerned about that in the NFL, well, son, let me hook you up. The NFL's a humbling game. It'll embarrass you at any moment. Any moment. You'll be embarrassed. Because there's great players out there. Can't be worried about that stuff. Seriously, man, you can't have one of them lollipop defenses and think you're going to have that in Philly and then go out and win 13 games. That ain't happening. I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry, but I don't see it. Thank you, Anthony. Guys, please hit the like button. I appreciate you guys all in here. By the way, bottom of the hour, Gary Cobb will be with us from Fox 29. I can't wait to talk to Gary. Because it was so evident, if you watched the game, completely agree, Jonathan Gannon will be the reason the Eagles' defense won't reach its true potential. How many times do you see teams that have really great potential, and all of a sudden, you add a coach? Here. Look, 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 at, look, look at this. When John Gruden was added to the Buccaneers because Dungy couldn't get the team over the top in Tampa, John Gruden's a better play caller than Tony Dungy. He's just a better play caller. Got him over the top. Brought Jared Vicious in. Brought a couple other guys in. They brought 18 other dudes in during that Super Bowl year. Everybody goes, oh, it was Dungy. Not really. 
because John brought a lot of folks in. I was there. I covered the team. How many times do you see when you add a good coach? Look at Sean McVay after they fired that idiot Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher couldn't figure out a quarterback room to save his life. You talk about killing quarterbacks' careers? Jeff Fisher did. Do you know that Jeff Fisher as the coach in the USFL? It's been like 10 or 12 years since he's had a winning record. He lived off of that McNair run for so long. He didn't do shit. And when they finally fired him in Los Angeles and brought McVay in, changed the entire world in Los Angeles. Look at what McVay has done in Los Angeles since he's been the head coach there. It's night and day from Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher ran that place into the toilet. Uh, Brian, I think he completely ruined Vince Young. Vince Young was 37 and 19 as a starting quarterback in Tennessee. And I'll say this to you, man. Um, Look, I, I'm not saying to you that Vince has done all the things in the world to make him endearing to others, but he did win rookie of the year there. He did play well. Hey, Joseph, the Linderbaum kid's good, but Jurgens is better. Brown's rushing attack totally neutralized the Eagles' pass rush okay, and knocked them off the ball on the run. How many times did you see the um, Eagles' defense in third and short? Almost the entire game. Almost the entire game. Look at name. We won the Super Bowl after Chip Kelly. Good coaching. Reich, Doug, Jim Swartz. Look at what you had in that room. You had Doug Peterson, who's a Super Bowl champion coach. You got Frank Reich, who's got a winning record as a coach in the NFL with the Colts. And you got Jim Swartz, a former National Football League coach with the Lions. All in your building. I don't know. Sounds like a lot of experience to me. Sounds like a lot of experience. And when your guys are asking questions, those coaches have answers. You know why? Because they've seen it. Jeff Stoutland, too. Can you imagine that room when you had Doug Peterson in there, Jeff Stoutland, Frank? Listen to that staff. Jeff Stoutland, Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, Jim Schwartz. Okay, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Jesus. That's pretty impressive. Hmm. I'll get to Wentz. Hey, GT goes, would you make a Wentz? You see Wentz against the Chiefs? <sighs> Look, I got to get to N'Kobe Dean. I'm probably going to do it when, when Gary Cobb comes on with us. Dude, do you see Carson Wentz against the uh, Chiefs? What did he do? Pat, pat, pat. Three pats. As a defender, I already know he's going down. Pat, pat, pat. Moves to his left. Jesus Christ, guy. At least shake it up. Pat, 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 move to your left, down. I'm like this. Throw the freaking ball away, kid. Throw it away. He cannot get over that. It'll be his undoing again. Throw it, kick it, take a penalty. Do something. 
terrible. Watch Carson Wentz. Sack. Guy, I must have seen that rerun a hundred times in that guy's career. Throw it. I guarantee you, man. Scott is telling him, throw the ball away. Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator in Washington, throw it. God. Brian says Wentz wants to be Favre so bad, but see, he'll at least throw it away, Favre. Took him out of field position too, Jay, right? Typical. That guy, well, he just can't shake that. That's the stuff where that the Tennessee Titans, but he did that in his own end zone, which makes me know he doesn't have field presence and pocket awareness where he is. He doesn't feel the pocket. He'll make that same bonehead play in his own end zone as he would on the 50. That's not smart football. Dude, if I'm in the end zone and I know that I'm in the end zone passing, first thing, I'll take a safety before I take a touchdown. He doesn't get it. He just doesn't, he just has no pocket presence and a feel for the game where he is on the field. And, and, it, and it shows, pat, 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 to your left, sack. Dude, how many, I could put a game film reel together of Carson Wentz the way he plays that play like that. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, everything in a game has to go perfect for that guy, for them to win. You put pressure on him and you move him around in the pocket, Carson Wentz is not very good. I would, if I were, in my opinion, I'm playing against Washington and I'm playing against him. I'm going to pressure the shit out of that guy. But then again, you won't because you don't have the DC to do it. And you'll keep that kid in the game and he may beat you. And if you split against that guy, it's your own fault. Okay. Gannon's got to bring pressure against Wentz. He can't handle it. Titans, I saw. The Jags brought pressure. The Chiefs brought pressure. And Pat Pat left down. If Gannon doesn't bring pressure, Wentz will throw for 350 yards against you. He's capable of doing that. Dan, are we trading for Kareem Hunt? Depends on what the price tag is, Danny. Depends. I think Antonio Gibson's a pretty good running back in Washington. Human says no excuses for Gannon this season. Just the mentality he has. Bob says when Kelsey comes back, it would make Isaac Sayomalo available because Jurgen needs to slide to the guard. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Sayomalo was the first round asset too. Not getting rid of Sayamalo. Now, Sayamalo's better than Dillard, too. I'm not getting rid of Sayamalo. Not. Now, he's going into a contract year. They may feel that they have the ability to do something, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not getting rid of I, I think Isaac Sayamalo is a good football player. I do. 
I think they got some horses on that line, and I have a lot of, I've, I, I, I have high regard for him. As a matter of fact, I have a high regard for just about every starter on that Eagle O line. All five of them, starting with Kelsey and Lane, and and of course Malata being the future. Do you think Wentz will play hero ball against Philly? It's an it's it's an innate trait he has. It's what he does and how he plays the game. He 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 won't be able to control his emotions. Wentz has a problem controlling his emotions. You can see it when he's in the pocket. You've got to be patient. He's not. And, but because Gannon's soft, he'll keep him in the game. Your coordinator in Philly will keep Wentz and the commanders in the game more so than the talent on the field. You know how last year everyone goes, well, Gannon didn't have the talent. Well, this year he has the talent and he doesn't have the makeup to run that talent. He never has. And, you know, and look at Jeff here. Let me show you something about mentality too. So Jeff Stoutland took a bunch of seconds. Did it look like that group wasn't prepared or did it look like the coaching was lesser when they were knocking the Browns off the ball? So last year when your boy Jonathan Gannon didn't have the so-called talent and supposedly it showed up and everyone gave him the benefit. Why? I don't know. It doesn't matter if it's tadpoles or guards. Jeff Stoutland's coaching him. If the owner's paying him, he's coaching him. And he's coaching him up, not down. So Gannon coached last year's players down. Stoutland takes a bunch of twos, makes those twos look like they belong as a starting unit somewhere in the league, all five of them. They played that game with him. Hey, Ben, I am absolutely impressed with what they did. That's a great room. Dude, when, like, when you walk into NFL places and you look at the best D-lines and you look at the best linebacker cores or the best corners and this and that, and you walk into Philly and you walk into a Jeff Stoutland room, you got the best players in the National Football League. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In one room. There's not a guy in that room that can't start anywhere else outside of Philly. There's not a guy in your room who can't start somewhere on a team in the NFL. I don't know how you cut somebody off that group. I, I, I don't know how you're, I don't know how you cut that guy. I'm reporting this channel for having a Cilio impersonator. He never talks this nice about the Eagles. Oh, well, you must've missed me the way I talked about that ass effort by the defense on the other side of the ball. Okay. Philly's O-line, man. Unbelievable. Hey, Dan loved the Hurricanes, New Jersey. Hey, Brian, thank you very much. Hey, check it, check it out. Just so you know what kind of maniac Mario Cristobal is. I can't show you all. I can't show you the. Um, here, it just shows you who's on my phone. Meryl Reese, Hollis Thomas, Armando Salguero, Meryl Cristobal. Mario sends me like 15 text messages a day in pictures. I love the guy. Eagle fans should wear shirts that, that say. Pat, 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 <laughs> left sack. Dude, it's a trait he has. We're going to catch up with our friend Gary Cobb shortly, and we'll get Gary's thoughts. I want to get his impressions on what he saw. And, 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 and by the way, I want to revert, revert back to saying one thing. I'm not telling you in any way whatsoever because Xander made me think about it. If I was coming off that Minshew's better than than Jalen, that's not anywhere where I was going. All I'm saying is you've got a backup that it would not be a complete disaster if Jalen goes down for a couple weeks, like you see in other places. I just want to make sure of that, okay? Because if you guys heard that that way, okay, Yeah, I don't know what's up. Gary, I mean, this is like second week, too. Let me, hey. Xander, what do we, let me take a timeout, right? Yeah, let's take a break and let's run down Gary Cobb. And if not, I'll get into N'Kobe Dean. Okay? We'll get into N'Kobe Dean. All right, please hit the like button. Don't forget, guys, my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, means this. They don't get paid unless you do. Fair compensation for you and your family. For the people, it's not a slogan. This is who they are and what they do. Protecting you and your family's rights. There's no such thing as a fender bender or a small case. Not going to happen at Morgan & Morgan. With over 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, I promise you, no such thing, like I said, of a small case with Morgan & Morgan. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. To call us free, the consultation's free. 800-512-1600. 
open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Dan Cilio sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial pound law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. your day with confidence. Definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with Action News and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Well over seven inches of rain. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising right now. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. On TV, on 6abc.com, and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you. Action News and AccuWeather. The team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. back national football show it's your boy big souls please hit the like button we're efforting our friend gary cobb look you know there is a hot topic going on in philly right now it's the eagles okay it's the eagles so experts in that city 
are being asked to comment on what people are looking at to be a successful season this year. I get it. So we're efforting our friend. Till then, we got a bunch of stuff to hit on. I will say this to you. Um, there's no question, and I just read it over here, nobody's rooting for Jalen Hurts to fail. My contention the whole time has been, will he improve enough to help push this team into a position where you think of them as the Packers and the Rams? Because you're not in that room yet. Now, like I said earlier, I'd like to see the Eagles play the Rams. I'd like to have seen the Eagles play the Rams last year, actually. Okay? But in games like Brady and Rodgers and those kind of guys, are you there yet? You know the best part of the Green Bay Packers is going to be this year? Everyone keeps talking about the loss of Devontae Adams. I say by the middle of the week, by the time you get a chance to see that Philadelphia Eagle team play that Packer team, I'm going to tell you that I think the Packers are going to have one of the top five defenses in the NFL. Well, the improvements that they've made on that side of the ball, pass rushing, cornerback play. They got great corners. They got great safeties. That side of the football has improved over the last three years. As Rodgers has gotten older, they've taken the money from Devontae Adams, and instead of investing it in one player, they've invested it across the board on defense. It's almost the same way as – because, look, would you agree? The Philadelphia Eagles have rebuilt this football team from that four-win team of a few years ago through the quarterback salary. You're able to do all the things that you're able to do because you're not paying Carson Wentz $35 million. And you don't have to balance a cap right now. When you're paying a quarterback $1.1 million, you have an array of things that you can do and massive leverage and latitude on how you can spend your money. Do I need a safety? Do I need a linebacker? Do I need another cornerback? Teams can't go out and spend the money that they want to spend because most of the time, like the Cowboys, they're wedged against the cap. The Cowboys make really good fundamental decisions sometimes in their draft. Where that thing goes sideways with them is when they start paying these guys. And Jerry overpays them because they're Dallas Cowboys. Like, look at that Zeke contract now. That Ezekiel Elliott contract is maybe one of the worst contracts in the NFL. It's a horrible deal. Tony Pollard makes $890,000 a year. Zeke Elliott makes $443,000 a game. You tell me what's financially, fiscally responsible. Cowboys can't go back and retool that offensive line. That's aging. I mean, and the running game has gone south. I keep hearing everybody talking Cowboys. Cowboys let them too, by the way. If I'm the Eagles, man, do I want that ass. Eagles are a better team than Dallas. And you know, you know what? You better have your mouthpiece in. If you're on defense and you play for, you know what I would do too? That Michael Parsons kid, I'm going to run the ball right at you. I'm going to run the ball right at you. 
and I'm going to wear you out because you know what? I might catch you. I may catch you in week 10, and you're all beat up in week 10, okay? Because I'm going to run the ball at you, dude. You're going to think this is 1980s back in the day when we're running the ball at you. And teams used to try to run the ball at Lawrence Taylor because they figured out you couldn't run away from him. I'd run that dude right the hell down. So, Dan, do you think we're going to treat the quarterback position like the running back position? Hang on here for a second. Gary's coming up shortly. So, Dan, do you think we're going to treat the quarterback position like the running back position and draft a quarterback so we're not wasting our our cap the way the Cowboys have? Look, Jalen Hurts' value is going to be in Philly and nowhere else to the tune of $40 million. Nobody's going to pay that guy $40 million on the open market. Like, nobody would pay Dak $45 million on the open market. I, I don't believe – if you put Dak on the open market, are you giving him $45 million? Man, I, 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 I don't see it. I just do not see that. I just do not. I do not. I would not pay that for that guy. I just don't. If he doesn't have a running game, Dak Prescott puts up empty calories. Bounced in the opening rounds. Every time they get into games again. Now, if Tom Brady's not in Tampa in week one, Cowboys will roll that team. They'll roll that team. I'm beating him with Zach Pascal. Xander says poverty quarterbacks all over the NFL. Dak is pretty okay. That you know what? There's a point there to him. He's like this. Sills. There's Dak and Cousins and then Brady and Rodgers. And then there's Baker Mayfields and Sam Darnolds and the Millses of the world. And he's right. Those guys. Not terrible, but not good enough so there's a premium on it's a premium on the position he's right there's a premium on the position but your value is where you are you know what i'm saying i mean like your value like jalen is valuable right now to the eagles because the eagles have put this team around him if they brought in a different guy, drafted a guy, gave the job to Minshew, it's a whole different world then. You know, you have to get a different guy. Davenport says Jalen will win the MVP. He'll have his chance. Joe Burrow has a solid run game behind him but he's also an effective quarterback. Well, dang, the reason that that running game is so effective and the passing game is so effective is because it creates play action for him. When you do this and you go like you're going to hand off to Mixon and Mixon is a thousand yard back, or you could throw that thing out of the backfield to him. As a linebacker, you can't, you, you're, you're almost your feet are in cement ways. 
because you respect play action. How many teams where you see people don't respect the run? You just fly into guys. Or don't respect the pass for that matter. Last year, the second half of the season, nobody respected Philadelphia passing game. No one. You know what you, you know what the book was on the Eagle passing game last year? They got a pretty good wide receiver out there they drafted, and they got a quarterback that's struggling to find him. 27th. That was the book. Not telling you anything I'm not. It's not out there. Right? I love seeing Josh Allen, too, play for the Bills over the weekend. Did you see that darty through? You see the thing that he did? If you go to my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show, what did he do? He moved around in the pocket. He moved to his left. Then he throws a dart 40 yards in the end zone. That's the play right there Wentz can't make. That guy hit that guy on that. By the way, the Bills and the Eagle fans, I will tell you this. Those guys give you a run for your money, Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia gives you a run for your money. He moved around, stopped, and just flung that thing, man, 40 yards on a dime. That kid is special. That kid, there's very few quarterbacks that can make that throw. Kevin says, come September, we know the NFL and the networks be ready to reward Dallas with the Lombardi trophy. Oh, no, they'll win September. But as usual, when January comes, they'll be bounced. Name goes, was Allen good in college? Junior year. Either sophomore year. Did he leave his junior year? I watched him at Wyoming because he was in the Mountain West. He had better talent around him. His last year, I didn't think he played that well. That's why he went, eh, you know, you know. Rich Stadium, Orchard Park, man. I've played up there. It's pretty fun. Seals, you got to throw Gannon in his timid scheme. Dude, it's it's terrible. I, I do not have respect for a guy who's a defensive coordinator that's not aggressive. By the way, nothing personal. I, I do not respect, well, let's not, you know, let's just bend, but don't break. <laughs> That's how you break your will. Wentz can make throws like that, but not as consistently. Yeah, well, Dank, it's not that he can't make throws like that. He jacks around in the pocket. Pat, 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 down to your left. Pat, 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 down. Pat, 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 down. Allen moves around, sets his feet, throws a dart. Boom. That stuff that the coach can do. By the way, you know who the the OC is? I talked to Dorsey that night. What was it? The other night they played over the weekend. I think they played on Saturday. And I, I talked to Ken Dorsey. Ken and I are very tight. And I go to Ken, I go, this kid's something else. He goes, there's not a throw on the field he can't make. There's not a throw he can't make. Sills, he throws a 30-yard out on a dime. I said, I can't, I, I can't believe 
how much he's improving in the passing game every year. It's not his running that's improving. His out throws are insane. Just absolutely insane. Oh, man. And I, but I love that McDermott played him. I love it. And there's Wentz going down. I was like, Jesus Christ, any guy. Same thing with Sam Howell in North Carolina. He, yeah, Hey, yeah, didn't I see that that guy's lost for the season now? He's out. Yeah, Josh Allen's one-on-one. Hey, um, Ski, like I said earlier, I think if I'm um, Jason Light, the general manager of the Bucks, I sent Jason Light. Oh, by the way, hey, that all of a sudden Garoppolo conversation with the Buccaneers is starting to heat up again. Wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Right? I wonder why. Okay. I can't wait for this because I want to set this up here. And I'm going to bring my friend Gary Cobb in now from Fox 29. And Gary, I've got offense and defense here. And, you know, people are going to go like this too. And I brought this up on the beginning of the show. And they go like this. Sills, it's it's preseason. I go, that Jeff Stoutland offensive group number two. I couldn't tell the difference between the ones and the twos, the way they knocked people off the ball the way they were prepared. Then I watched the gaping holes on the other side, and I saw the difference in coaching and mentality there. I mean, Gary, there's the difference in coaching, isn't it, a little bit, in how you prepare for something versus how you don't prepare for something. Do you agree? Uh, I definitely agree. And really, uh, Jeff Stoutland is really one of the best coaches when it comes to uh, offense, defense, whatever, He's one of the bestest coaches I've ever been around because all of his players develop. Uh, not only do they develop, it, it just um, it's just amazing the way he gets the best out of his players. And you can see it because, you know, they got the best offensive line in the National Football League. But I don't think it's just, you know, because they got some good players. He's developed these guys. I mean, you see what he's done with Jordan Maialata. Uh, of course, you can't help but look at what he's done uh, with Jason Kelsey, who's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. But you, you look at all the other guys on that line, you know, uh, what he's done with Lane Dickerson, the type of player he's developed into. And you can see that every time they have somebody get injured, the guy that steps in gets in there and does his job. But I'll tell you that, you know, this kid, Cam Jurgens, kid's a special player. I mean, he moves like Jason Kelsey, only outweighs him by about 30, 40 pounds. So he's a bigger addition of him. But you see the way he gets out and he finishes guys. I mean, you know, you got a DB on the ground. You know, he knocks people down. And uh, the, the kid's got the kind of mentality. That, you know, I talked to him for a while. And you can see, the, see right away that the kid loves football. And that's where I think, you know, Jason, they say Kelsey was the kind of pick this kid out. And he does have a lot of him. He's got a lot of Kelsey in him. Hey, hey, Gary, it's the only room in the NFL. I said this earlier. That whole second team 
could probably start in New York for the Giants. I mean, That's right. what a tough cut room. And you yeah. know what, dude, Garrett, if you don't make the starting group in Philly – yeah, that's not a bad thing. You've got the best guys on the planet. I mean, to your point on him, he—that's just a phenomenal job of coaching there. Game and you well know, and you talk to him. You know, he—he—he—you he, know, you—if you just talk to him, you can see how he's a guy. And I've seen him. He's out there. He has these guys go through the repetition, repetition, and and really, I mean, uh, players don't like it, but he will get in your face and let you know. Look. You better do your job. All these other guys are counting on you doing your job. And he gets their attention. And, and he really, the guys develop. And you see him out there after practice working on the detail of the job. Uh, but he can break it down for you. I mean, he, he's very specific about what he wants them to do. Gary, don't you agree he's the most valuable coach in that building? Uh, I think so. I mean, last year, they're not in the playoffs without him. I mean, it was that offensive line that took over and they were the ones that took them to the playoffs, running the ball on people, running the ball down their throat. And uh, they just, they just do a tremendous job and they take over the game. I mean, that's the way they've been able to do. They step in and they've been able to take over games. And really when an offensive line takes the heart of another defensive line, that means they just dominate these guys, you know, Okay, little man. <laughs> little man's killing. What did you kill, little man? Landbug. Oh, a landing bug. Good job, buddy. <laughs> he killed a landing bug. But, uh, but yeah, um, I can't say enough about him. He is a big-time coach who uh, is just tremendous when it comes to the detail. You know, you wonder if you promote a guy like that, you know, if it's good. I don't know. He seems like he's just an offensive line coach. That's, that's really what he's into. Because, you know, it's kind of dirty work. You know, it's kind of the guys that don't get a lot of credit. Yeah, he's like Joe Bugle. Like, he's he's like Joe Bugle. Yeah. Like yeah. one of those guys. Did you see enough from Gainwell and Scott for you to do this? We can win with these guys. It's enough. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, now I'll tell you, Gainwell had been disappointing me. I, I, I've, been, I've not been happy with Gainwell at camp. It seems like he's, his focus hasn't been there the way it should be. So you see him dropping balls and things, uh, you know, messing up the uh, blitz pickup and things. These are things he did last year as a rookie that really shocked a lot of people. He was very professional. You know, uh, you know how some guys have a little success and sometimes have some trouble with it. Well, he, he's, he's not had a good camp. You know, he hasn't been uh, stepping up the way we thought he would have. So I think that Boston, Boston might be getting those reps, the reps that they were planning on giving the game well, because they really came into camp and expected him to take a step up. But he didn't. He, he wasn't sharp. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the good life, you put a few dollars in a kid's pocket. <laughs> you, you know, there are things that he gets a hold of that can be distracting. You know what I mean? I those hear you, man. Pies, I, I you know do. how those cutie pies can be? They can be distracting. Oh, no, no, listen. Guys are human, and they had to get in his butt a little bit, uh, you know, to get his attention. But uh, he played well, uh, I thought, on Sunday. Gary, I want to get a couple defensive questions in on you here. Let me say this to you, and I told people, playing defense is not a position, and it's an attitude. It, yeah. The gaping holes, and the, it looks like it looked like to me, while we won Thursday and Fridays controlled scrimmages, and yeah. screw it, I'm not going to go. 
it, it was like I saw Nicobe Dean getting washed. I saw him getting caught in traffic. I saw Jordan yep. Davis once again with conditioning issues. Yeah. Gary, the Browns, they were running at will on the perimeter. They didn't set the edge at all. That's if right. Again, I think you have a defensive coordinator with not a very aggressive mentality, and that's how that unit plays. Am I wrong when I say that? Well, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a case where, you know, I don't think he's convinced them. Sometimes you can't be friends with your players, you know. I think he wants to be friends with the guys. And then some of these guys are not really professionals because that's why they're backups. That's why, they, you know, they came out of college. Some of these guys are learning the professional game. And so he really didn't have his pros in there. Uh, there's many of their starters, I, I just talking, I know these guys are pros, the way they treat things. I don't think, I think that they had a little success against Cleveland there in, in the practices. So they didn't really come out really focused and ready to play well because they weren't getting off blocks. You know, they, they, they weren't aggressively attacking the line of scrimmage, getting off blocks, everybody make, doing their job. Just wasn't there. That group was sloppy. Uh, they really weren't ready to play. And uh, I Gary, it was it was poor angles and missed tackles, man. Yeah. I mean, all over the place. And like you said, Stoutland had his guys ready, and they yeah. were blowing people off the ball. This That's group right. showed up and went like this. Oh, you know what? We're at the end of the year here. I made my roster spot. Yeah. I thought you saw the difference in philosophy mentally and how a coach prepares one group versus another. That's what my takeaway was. Well, you know, the, the communication clearly wasn't there to where these guys were ready. Now, you know, they had success during the week against Cleveland. See? That's what I heard. So, they, you know, they come out, hey, we were beating these guys. We were better than these guys. Well, what do you think Cleveland got? You know that Coach probably chewed their butt for the way they were playing, you know. And so here they got these same guys, and these guys aren't going to roll over. So they came out, and they got after them. And they really won the line of scrimmage. Like you said, guys missing tackles, bad angles, just sloppy football that you, you wind up seeing when people are taking things for granted. You know you can't take things for granted. Plus, seemed like an uh, assignment, with the, you know, because you mentioned about them not setting the edge. People got to know their assignment. Seemed like there was nobody playing out there was playing in a contained situation. They're just running outside. There's nobody out there saying, who is supposed to be – uh, setting the edge, who's got contain on that? You really didn't see. And so uh, I think that you can contribute that to the success they had earlier in the week. And sometimes guys take things for granted. And you got to know that other guy over there is fighting for his job too. The kid's fighting for his life. So Cleveland came out there and their offense really got the better of the defense. Final question for you here. Um, as you prepare for this final exhibition season here, or this final game in the exhibition season here, you think Jalen Rager makes his football team, or do you think? Hey, and by the way, I think the kid Kane. I think the kid Kane's outplayed him. I mean, they may drop him on the practice roster so that they could try to move Rager uh, before uh, Labor Day. But Gary, I mean, I think yeah. the kid Kane's outplayed him. Well, I, I think you're right. You know, I, uh, Rager had been having a good camp, though he had been having a good camp, but he hasn't done much in the games. You know, he. He's had some opportunities. He hasn't done a lot. You know, I, I thought he uh, had a chance to take that ball to the house where he was one-on-one -on -one with the guy, but he probably should have just made one move and hit it, you know. But but he, he just, you know, there just seems to be 
uh, an edge to him that is just not, you know, he's just not the player they thought he was, you know. And the thing, though, that I would tell you to watch out for, though, is he plays special teams, too. And I thought uh, the kid, Covey, uh, he had looked good early in camp. He's faded, so he's not going to be there. They really need somebody playing special teams. So that still might be a reason where you see Rager make the team because he plays special teams. And the other kid, who has shown that he's a big-time receiver, makes big-time catches all through camp. But he hasn't done much on the special teams. That might be the thing that keeps Rager uh, on the team. We'll see. Plus the fact that you know how he really (laughs) – he looks at number one you know, he knows when you let go of that number one, you're admitting you screwed up. So that might be a reason they keep him around. That special teams thing uh, and with the fact that I don't see anybody else there because they've had Covey. He's been been a special team guy, but he's really – either he's gotten tired or he's gotten worn down, but Covey hasn't really – I haven't seen much out of him lately. He was looking good early on, but he really – I don't know. Uh, I don't think he's going to make the squad. Gary, I appreciate it. Try to Baconator, my friend. They're one of the best on the planet there. I love it. Thank okay. you, my brother. I appreciate All right. it. All right. Have a good one. You got it, man. That's my friend Gary Cobb there, too, from Fox 29. All right. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hour three coming up. There it is right there. Big Sills using his Miami math. Three coming up. We'll reset. And I will get to Nicobe Dean right at the top of the hour here. Keep it here on the National Football Show. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. field of life 
First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show, Hour 3, your boy Big Sills. Appreciate everybody stepping in. Thank you, Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia for coming aboard tomorrow. The legendary voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, will join us at 4.30. Wednesday, Armando Salguero from the Miami Herald and The Athletic will join us. Dolphins and Eagles will get it on this week. And then on Thursday, Hollis Thomas will join us former Eagle legend, and we will talk some football with him. That'll be on Thursday. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. I appreciate it. We're going to reset. I do want to start it out with N'Kobe Dean. And I said this last week, Dean's a small dude. Now, small dudes have succeeded. Sam Mills, okay? Um, Denzel Perriman played a boatload of years in the NFL. Small guys can succeed if you've got large individuals in front of them, and the Eagles do. But when you're getting blown off the ball like you did in that Cleveland game, that kid has no chance of playing in this league. How many times did he get caught up in traffic? He was like a nut. He had two tackles, and I actually saw some idiot post going, hey, Dean was a factor. He had two tackles. I'm like, he was no factor. I was going to knock that guy off the ball and the two tackles in front of him off the ball. He has no chance. He's not a physically imposing guy. He's got to rely on, and by the way, how many poor first steps did he have? Five? False steps. Here's a false step. Not reading the key. Remember what I told you when you want to play defense? Don't ever watch the ball. Watch your keys in front of you. When you start seeing players do this, they're guessing. You look down and you're looking at your keys. Guard away, inside. Tight splits, trying to get outside on me. Wide splits, trying to run inside. Counter tray maybe, guard coming in, sweep across. I could do this stuff... With 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 my eyes shut, you see a guy pull away. Your when you see a guard go down the line like that, you know what your first thing is to look back inside because it's a wham block. You look at gaps, alignment, sitting, hands forward, hands back. So many small little technical things you're looking at that will help you. You read your keys, you're going to be successful. There were times he made two false steps in there and it was awful. 
He went with the ball just like this. They ran a counter tray on him. Backside guard got him. It wasn't close because the guy in front of him got knocked off the ball. Hey, when you're Nicobe Dean and you're playing at Georgia and you got those whales in front of you like he did last year, Wyatt and him, Jordan Davis, and the kid who's still there, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna overwhelm guys. Not in the pros. I, by the way, I am not saying he's not going to be a good player. But for a player like that, just like with the O-line, when you're an inside backer like that, just like I said with the quarterback, your O-line has to play well for you to play well. Linebacker, those that line has to play well in front of him for him to be successful. This guy's not Ray Lewis. He's not physical like Ray. One bad game and Sills be like, he should be out of the league. Yeah, that's what I said, Taco. That's what I said. Yeah, that's exactly what I just said. One bad game, he should be out of the league. Where did you hear that? Wow. Yeah, but the guys in front of him have to play better. They have to play better. You can't get knocked off the ball like that into him. I mean, the the Cleveland Browns were eight yards, nine yards, gaping holes. It was because not the linebacker play. It was because of the defensive line play. Davis was out of shape, and he got caught up too because he was not reading his keys. The Browns did a great job blocking him. Philly D, I am high on the Kobe Dean. I think he's going to be a player. I think he's Philly. Philly D, I think he could be somebody like potentially uh, Ryan Shazier. I thought Ryan Shazier was a hell of a player with the Steelers. Former Ohio State linebacker before he got paralyzed. I think he could be like a Ryan Shazier guy. Someone like that. He's kind of built like Derek Brooks too. Derek's a little taller though. Brian says, Dan, you're 100% right. I don't know what these people were watching. I, and again, it's part of it's part of the, the growth of you being a football player. You've got to see these failures. Dude, I'd rather have him see failures in preseason football than in a game against the Cowboys in Arlington. Let him see this shit now. By the way, defensive line can't get blown up like that. They were blown up. Hey, the Kobe Dean was part of the destruction of the Browns running game. He was just a casualty of war. The guys who lost the battle for you were the defensive linemen, not the linebackers. Linebackers can only do so much when you got guys up in your face like that. Players getting eight yards of carry. That's on the D line, not the linebackers. I know they got to fill their gaps. I know he had a couple false steps. But they were getting blown up. Blown up. Defense is a lifestyle. Hitting people and hurting people is not something that's normally done every day. Okay? It's an attitude. 85 camp. Here, I'm going to reset because some of you may have missed it. My takeaways from the game. 
I thought the way that Jeff Stoutman once again prepared that football team was unbelievably a lesson that every coach at every position at the Novacare Center should just take a pad and pencil out and put it to or go to a chalkboard and how you prepare first, second, third group, whoever you have, whoever you're coaching, who's ever being paid. He is the most valuable coach in the Eagle organization. If it's not for Jeff Stoutland last year, the Eagles don't make the playoffs. Not Sirianni, not Gannon, not Shane Steichen. If Jeff Stoutland is not in that building last year, the Eagles do not make the playoffs. He is the most valuable coach in that place. Every other coach is expendable except him. You got certain coaches in organizations. You can't get rid of Sean McVay because of his play calling. Kyle Shanahan, you'd have a tough time firing him. Andy Reid. Andy Reid as a organizer and an administrator. He's not in Kansas City because he's a he's an organizer or administrator. He's in Kansas City because he's a play caller. You think Mike Holmgren was in Green Bay because he was some sort of administrator? Mike Holmgren was there because he learned under Bill Walsh how to do the West Coast offense, and he taught Favre. There's certain coaches, like Jim Johnson. I don't care who gets fired. He ain't going nowhere. And he's going to be one of my highest paid assistant coaches ever. You know what you love about Stoutland? He don't want to be a head coach. That's what's crazy great. Crazy great. Think about that for a minute. Your head coach was not responsible for you making the playoffs last year. Your old line coach was. Phenomenal. You got 10 guys deep in Philly. That's insanity. Most teams have two good linemen. The rest of them are good dudes. Philly's got 10. Five exceptional. It's... I'm trying to think. Can I think of another offensive line group in NFL history this deep? The Hogs? The the Redskins back in the day? When Mark May and them guys? And Russ Grimm? Jesus criminy. I this I think this group's better. You should look at this and go, you had the same. How about this? You know what you guys have right now? You know, back in the 80s when you had Jerome and, or the 90s when you had Jerome and Reggie and them guys, you got that now and it's equal on the offensive line side. You had gangrene. This group here is as good as that group. You got two Hall of Famers on that line and Lane Johnson and. Jason Kelsey, the two Hall of Famers. You got a kid who could be a Hall of Famer, Mulata. Yeah, and Yale, Yale's right. You know one thing the Hogs had? They had Riggins. You've got Gainwell and Scott. 
They're dudes. Played well. Played well. They did. Um, can you win with them? Yeah. And one thing I come away from this game and the exhibition season, running back is a priority. Safety's a bigger priority. As I told Gary Cobb, that kid Kane has outplayed Jalen Rager and deserves that roster spot, but he won't get it. Gardner Minshew, as I said in the first hour, and I'll say it again, that Gardner Minshew gives you a security blanket and a safety belt that if your starting quarterback is down for any significant period of time, your season's not over because it will not be that much of a difference. I thought he played effectively 17-14 play drive. If that's how they're going to approach things offensively when Jalen's in there, they're going to win a lot of ball games. They are going to win a ton of games. And Minshew played exceptionally well. Actually, every time Gardner Minshew has got into a game, he's played exceptionally well. Last year, 20 to 25 against the Jets. And then this game right here where everyone wanted to see him start this game. And he did. Played exceptional. And he increased his value. Um, Jack Driscoll, too. His value is up. Andre Dillard's value has gone through the roof. And as I told you in the first hour, look at what look at what Howie has. Look what you could deal for pieces. Okay? Look at what you could deal. Andre Dillard, you get a first-rounder for him. You get a first-rounder for that guy. Jack Driscoll, you could probably get a second-rounder for that guy, second or third. Milton Williams could probably get a two for him. Rager, you package that up if you want to save face with one of those guys for a safety. Hey, if I give you Andre Dillard and Jalen Rager, you give me Bates in Cincinnati, would you be interested in that? And if they come back and if, if Tobe comes back and says this, well, the guy Bates is a pro bowler. Well, Dillard's worth the first is worth a first rounder too. He's worth the first round draft choice. Yeah, like, I, 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 I get it, but his talent level is good enough to be on a ball team. I'm talking Driscoll. Tanner Sills, what did you think of Tart? I, I don't think he's going to make the team. I, I just don't think he's good. I've seen him play. I don't think he's very physical, and I don't think he's very good. And I think the Eagles know that. Okay? GT, I don't know if I'm going to trade Gardner. You could trade Gardner Minshew too, but why would you do that? Why would you, you you're going to, you're going to go from Gardner Minshew to Carson Strong. That's a cliff dive. Why would Howie put himself with Dillard gone and Minshew gone? So you're going to get rid of your backup quarterback and your backup tackle on right or left side. No way. No way, man. That's too much of a limb that I don't want to climb out on. No way. No way. Am I doing that? 
the backup quarterback who could start in some places. Gardner Mitchell could start places. And then you want me to get rid of Dillard, so I get rid of my security blanket at tackle and backup quarterback that could play for me. Eh, I don't think so. Not that nutty. Now, Sills, I'll give you a two and a one. Um, not now, man. It's September almost. Not going there. Nick, I'm with you. I think that kid strong from Nevada's a bum. I don't think he's anything. I think they brought him in. They wanted to see he's got no mobility at all. He's got no mobility. Zero. Dan, this is the best linebackers I've seen in a long time. Susan, I agree. And and I think it's been because of TJ Edwards being added to the addition of that group. I think the Kobe Dean has elevated the play, but TJ Edwards has elevated the expectations of the play. Tua versus Hurts all week. Yeah, you know what's crazy? You won't see either of them this week, except in the organized team scrimmages. The defense was absolutely terrible. And some would go like this. Well, Sills, it's practice. Yeah, well, Jeff Stoutland didn't look at it like that, did he? Thank God, too. Jeff Stoutland's guys, man, they don't give a shit if it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, JV, high school football, touch football, flag football. They don't care what it is. They're, pre- they're prepared to play. That's what I want to see every time my football team steps on the field is that you're primed and ready to play. You make it beat, but don't give me a weak-ass effort like that. How many times did we see the Browns get outside and break containment? Ten? In a game? In a real game? That defense, that and it's a, get this. You're like, Sills, but the starters weren't in. So these guys, but the, the starters weren't in? On the O-line. And I'm being told how deep we are on defense. Didn't look it. Those guys didn't get off the bus. Sure didn't look it. One wanted to play, one didn't. That's what I saw. You don't like that? It's too bad. Vanilla preseason defense? Hey, Nick. You don't have to be in a defensive scheme to set the edge where teams don't run at will at you on the perimeter. That's not a scheme. That's technique and effort. Don't let a guy get outside of you and your outside shoulder. The Browns did it at will. That's not a scheme. That's getting blocked. (laughs) Having a guy reach you on the outside, and you're in a six technique or a seven technique is unbelievable that you can't play proper technique that you let that guy get outside like that on you. That's just the will to play. Eighty-five says Browns need to attack, need to tackle Dillard for Hunt. I think Andrew Berry might make that deal. But the emphasis in Cleveland is going to be to run the ball. You're going to need two backs. Hunt's been injured the last two years. They're not, I mean, not Hunt. Well, Hunt too. And Chubb have been injured. 
Seals, I got bored and researched some third-year receivers in the past and seems to be a turnaround year for Jerry Rice, all them guys, third year. Seems to kind of like click in, you know. They see the routes better, more open space. The understanding of how important it is to run precise routes like Devontae does. 85 goes, what's your thoughts on the Olympic guy? Well, they allowed the Olympic guy to finally go after a ball, and they threw it to him, and he caught it. How about this? And I said this earlier. I don't know about you, but Devin Allen, that one play is more than anything Jalen Rager has done in a game that I've seen. At least he showed up and made a plus 25 play. I don't know. Just soft, man, and gaping holes everywhere on defense. Um, I thought Dean and Jordan Davis got caught in the traffic in the middle. They looked a little confused. There were some pretty good offensive running plays that the Browns were throwing at them. And there was an emphasis you saw in Cleveland to run the ball like that. But poor angles. And mistackling was a major point on that side of the ball. Now, again, I want to make it clear, you're close. Take this conversation that I'm talking to you as, I think you're better than Dallas. I saw the Giants. You know what people are, hey, can I tell you what? So people are doing this now because, they want this kid, Daniel Jones, to succeed so bad in New York. I thought he was pedestrian. I think nothing of him. I watched him play. I was like this. You, you expect Brian Dable to save that? Sorry. Jalen Hurts is 10 times the player he is. 10 times the player. Shit, Gardner Minshew's a better player. Gardner Minshew was a better player than the quarterback that they drafted in the first round out of Duke. That's how much face you have to save. You want to hear something that's even more incredible that you have over the New York Giants? You got 10 deep in O-linemen, and you're two deep on them in quarterback. And I know people love their wide receiving core. I'll take Devontae and AJ and Quez and Goddard over to New York wideouts and tight end. I'll take that whole offense. Plus you have Stoutland. The New York offense compared to the Eagle offense. Some would go, they have a better back. I, both Penn State backs are soft. But Sills, they run hard. They're injured. Superior to the New York Giants offense. In every area. Tight end, wideouts, group. The O-line. Like I said, you're too deep. Your backups could start in New York. 
your backup quarterback could start in New York. Think about that. The Eagles playing against the backup quarterback and the backup O-line. That's You're better than them. Man, do you know how hard it is to keep that on a roster where money is constantly an issue? Do you know how hard that is? But what gives you that? Because you ain't paying your quarterback. That's why you got to get it right. You can't have any F-ups with a defense coordinator that's not qualified to be on that side of the ball. He's not qualified. He's not qualified to be the defensive coordinator of that team. My, my, my opinion. Kayvon Drake. Being released, big style running back downhill. Thoughts? I'd look at it. Has he been cut? Has he cleared waivers? Remember, you have to go through the waivers. Last year's draft, I think it's the Lions who had the first pick. Whoever had the first pick, you go with this previous draft, and that's the waiver progression. So wherever the Eagles fall, that's kind of like where where their, their original pick was, not the three. But their original pick, you go down the wire there. That's how you clear waivers. People say Hertz is this and Hertz is that, but forget to point out that Hertz has come into the league in a dark in a, in a far better situation than most. Like Roethlisberger did. How would you like to come into Pittsburgh and you're Ben Roethlisberger and you roll in there and you got Jerome Bettis and a lights out defense and Bill Cowher as your coach and Bruce Arians as your offensive coordinator? How'd you like to have that? And Kevin Colbert as your general manager. Mike Tomlin is an assistant. No, wait, I think Tomlin was in Tampa with um, with Dungy when he was down there before he got the Pittsburgh job. I think he, I think Mike got hired out of Tampa, not as an assistant. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Hunt is refusing to play. Well, they start out 0-2. They'll pay him. Hertz created his situation. Jeff Stoutland created the situation. Wasn't for him. They don't win. They weren't winning games last year because of Jalen Hurts. They were winning games because of that phenomenal, exceptional. Insane coaching job that Mike or Jeff Stoutland does with that group. It is so overwhelmingly incredible to watch. It's like watching Alex Gibb when Gibb was the O-line coach in Denver and they were winning those back-to-back Super Bowls and then he took the thing down to Atlanta and put him in the Super Bowl. I thought him and Kirkpatrick, the old 49er O-line coach, Maybe Joe Bugle, uh, Joe Moore too, college guy who ended up going into the pros and doing some such. But uh, this guy's the best I've ever seen. Hey, it, it's the best. 
No getting around it. AJ's here because Hurts, Smitty trusted Hurts. The Link or AT&T? Oh my God, you're talking environment? AT&T, if you want to go there and buy a car or if you want to watch it in a suite and like hobnob, you want to go to a football game? You go to Lincoln Financial. I've been to four of them. I've gone to that stadium. I've gone to AT&T. When I go to AT&T, I feel like I'm going to a movie premiere. When I go to the link, I feel like I'm getting ready to go watch a football game. Hurts, he's the best coach offensive line-wise I've ever seen. And Tony Wise, I have great respect for the guy who coached the Cowboy line. He was my offensive line coach at the University of Miami, and he coached with Jimmy. And um, he was coaching our old line He is spectacular, too. But this guy, something else, man. Something else. I mean, you know me. Praising is not something I do. Can't get over it. I watch that team. Come off the ball. I, you know what it too? I thought the starters were in. I, I thought the starters were in Jurgens and like I saw the names Jurgens and Driscoll. I was like, oh, they don't have the starters in. Jesus Christ, what a group! I thought that would, they looked like they were in sync, technically sound. No pre-snap penalties. Jesus Christ. When you see greatness, you should acknowledge it. Seals, do you remember the bet with us? No. <laughs> yeah. Dan, how are you feeling about this potential hunt trade? Um, they have the assets. They have the assets to do it. They have the assets. Dillard, Milton Williams, Gardner Minshew. I never thought about Cleveland going after Minshew. Hmm. I wonder if Andrew Barry's asking um, Howie for the quarterback. And that's why he played like that. And that's why he played as long as he did. I wonder if it's Minshew for Hunt and a pick. I wonder. Jacoby Brissett or Gardner Minshew is your starter in Cleveland. See, I can get away pulling Gardner Minshew out in week 11 when Deshaun comes back. But it's going to cost you something. If I was Howie... I would say this. I'll give you Gardner Minshew for a third-round pick and Kareem Hunt. Okay? What do you think? He was going to get a pick from the Eagles? No, I got the quarterback, dog. You got the running back, the lesser-valued position. 
and my guy just blew your team up, I would do this. You give me a third rounder. Man, you might even want a second rounder. How we should be thinking big. Give me a second rounder and hunt. I'll give you Minshew. Would you go with that? Because then you have Gainwell, Boston, Miles, and Kareem Hunt. You're going to win some ball games with that group. You've increased your room. Then again, you diminish your quarterback room in case something goes sideways here. That's a big gamble, man. If I'm Howie, I probably want to give Dillard up more, but then my two tackles. You got two security blankets in Philadelphia right now. Going in, dude. If I look and if I stand pat, I go in with Minshew and Dillard. Dillard's my my Mariano Rivera. And if Jalen gets hurt, I got a guy who could carry the mail for a couple days if I had to. <clears throat> and Xander goes, if you know Roseman, he's he's not giving up quarterback assets to acquire running back. Yeah, but you see that running back accentuates play action and helps your quarterback develop. The running backs you have right now are not helping your quarterback. They're not good in the screen game. They're not good in the short passing game. Kareem is. This is about the quarterback, not so much about the running back. That guy is a dual threat. He was 17% of the offense when Andy Reid had him in, in Kansas City. He was a threat catching the ball. That helps elevate, and I hear Xander saying that. That's why, though, I would want something in return of a high draft pick. You do this. What, what, did, what did the Eagles trade to Jacksonville for Gardner Minshew? A six-rounder? What, what, what did they, does anybody know? You get a three or a two out of that and Kareem Hunt? I think you won that. I think you won that, and you helped your quarterback that you're trying to create a job for. Now, here's the problem. Hunt wants a contract. How he's not giving that guy a contract. That's why I'm thinking this. If Howie's making a move, I think it's for safety. I don't think it's for running back. I think he thinks he can live, and I do too in a way. I think you can live with Gainwell Scott and Miles Sanders. But you that, that secondary has a gaping hole in it. So Howie traded to the Jags a six-round draft choice for Gardner Minshew, and now we're talking about a potential two or three. Man, that's a massive win. That's a massive win. See, John P., I'm probably feeling pretty good too. If I do this, John, well, I'm going to go into the season with Minshew and Dillard as my relievers. I'm all right with that because this is a war of attrition. Okay? That safety spot, though, Milton Williams, um, you know, you have pieces. I doubt Bates, you're not getting him for anything less than. And by the way, 
Minshew and Cincy. I don't know who behind Joe Burrow. 70 sacks last year, man. I hope that yeah, you feel me. Nobody's given up for two or three for Steven. The Colts offered a three for him this offseason. That's documented. They offered a three for him. How he passed. How he passed. Nah, we're good. That, and, and that's why Foles has landed in Indianapolis. Dillard for Bates. Would Howie pay a safety? A lot of money. All right, let's, I got to take a timeout. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. your day with confidence definitely want to keep the umbrellas on hand and keep your family safe with action news and accuweather numerous tornadoes well over seven inches of rain your go-to team when severe weather strikes the water is still rising right now keeping you prepared wherever you watch on tv on 6abc.com and on our streaming apps. And that's when we go severe weather mode and on the air for you action news and accuweather the team you trust. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. How'd you like to be Matt Rule right now in Carolina coaching for his career? And you've got Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield to choose from. Look at that nightmare. There's no winning it. He w- Watch this. That guy's not turning anything around. It's like you've turned the hourglass over and you put it on your desk and you're just waiting the sand to run through. He's getting fired. And what you've done in New York with Brian Dable, you've basically done that also with his coaching career, but it's just at a slower pace. Daniel Jones is not saving anything in New York. And if you're Robert Saley, you you your your hourglass is turned over too. Nick's isn't. Nick's not going in with the sand going through the hourglass here. Jonathan Gannon is. You're about ready to if Nick gets out of the gate and has that stupid ass mentality that he did last year. If they get out. And they do what they did in that Cleveland game fundamentally and how they're going to approach that offensively like that, 14-17 play drive like that. They're going to win a boatload and a ton of games. Mark my words, ton of games. That's a team effort. And philosophically, the way they approached it, you know, some of you are going like this. So you took that off from the twos? Yeah. Because, again, game plans don't change. With how you build your roster. You're going to try to do the same thing with the twos and threes that you're going to do with the ones because the players that you draft, the players you recruit, the players that you bring in as free agents all have to fit that same type of game plan you're trying to conceive out on the field. That's why philosophically you can see what they're doing. And I get Gannon on the other side doesn't want to... Jesus, criminy though. But you know what? Let me show you how... Could you imagine Buddy Ryan doing this with his defense and going like this? Yeah, we don't want to show anything, so we're not going to play hard. And I don't want to show anything. Or Jim Johnson, watch this. Yeah, we're not going to play hard or show anything, so we're going to give you a vanilla look. Wouldn't Buddy go out like this? Once you set the tone, hey, and like I told you about that Baltimore win streak, Baltimore sets an attitude in their locker room. The 21-game win streak, isn't it funny? Can I tell you who record they broke? Do you guys know what record they broke and whose record? Do you guys know? Baltimore Ravens went past this year um, a particular coach's record. He had won 19 consecutive games. And now John Harbaugh has won 21 since 2015. Do you know who he passed? No. Lombardi. Probably didn't matter to Vince either. Isn't it crazy? Lombardi's Packers had won 19 consecutive games. Probably didn't matter to Lombardi either though, right? Lombardi and the Ravens culture. Probably doesn't mean anything. But why are the great coaches the ones that have those distinctions like that? We're not talking about Dan Campbell. 
or Chip Kelly. You're talking Vince Lombardi, John Harbaugh. Probably doesn't matter. (laughs) I heard that. I go, so wait, he passed Lombardi? Figures. Figures. Yale. You know what the Islanders did? The Islanders won 27 consecutive series in a row. Series. Never be broken. GT says, hey, Sills, would you allow Gannon to coach our team if golf has 350 yards and beats us? Don't don't wish that. Hey, hey, I'll tell you this. If that goes down where he throws for 300, hey, I'm going to tell you this. If that Lions team loses by two and it's 31-30 or 31-28, something like that, 30-28, people's heads are going to explode on Monday anyway. God forbid they get beat. And then there will be a conversation like the old Doug Peterson and Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman. Now, what happened here? Trottier, Bossy, Billy Smith. Such a great team. Yeah, Brian Trottier and Bossy were so great. I get it, but several bad teams win in the preseason. Philly, I'm not talking about winning. You've never heard me talk winning or really um, scores. I'm talking about attitude. I'm talking about how you approach, like Jeff Stoutland, when he coaches his guys, I don't really think Jeff Stoutland gives a shit if it's the starters or the 15. He That is coaching. How many times have you seen this? Guy's going to coach the best players differently. More detail, more caring, more attention. Then the guy who's behind him, to kind of give him the time of day, but not a lot. You know? Stoutland coaches that guy the same way. And you know how he coaches him? If I were you, son, I would take every word what I say. And you see the guy that you're behind? I would talk to him as much as I possibly can about things that he does because he's going to be a better coach than I am. Okay? Drawing shit up on a chalkboard, friends, is great and all. Having people do it in front of you and apply that knowledge and you see the success of it is a whole different thing. It builds confidence. I told you it's about blind faith. That's what you have when you got a coach. And I'll say it again, during a coach in that building at the NovaCare Center, more important than that line coach. Here, I'm trying to – he's in that conversation with um, Shanahan and um, McVay. Oh, absolutely. He's in that conversation. Totally. There's nobody – it's him and it's below. I, I I love watching that stuff, as you can tell. I love guys preparing people. I just love it. And there's something to be said. Hey, so you went 31 plays on the Browns 
You ate a whole quarter up. That's winning football, man. That's identity football. That's beating people up. That's tying a guy's hand behind your back and kicking the shit out of him. There's no substitute for that. Me? I'd rather be beat by a guy who throws for 500 yards and ain't running the ball down my throat and I have no will left. When you have a 31-play, two-play drive combined, you're knocking the will out of people. By the end of the game, you're waving a white hanky. You're waving a hanky. No, Carson, that I, I don't believe those guys, those O-line coaches. I'm trying to think an O-line coach that's gone on to be a head football coach that was, I don't know, a great O-line coach. Um, Forrest Gregg, I don't know, great. He did get the Bengals at the Super Bowl. But I'm trying to think like an, an O-line guy. That was an O-line. Well, John Madden was an offensive lineman. He was actually an Eagle. Dan, what's your record prediction for the Eagles? I think they're going to go. I think they're going to win 12. Um, I think 11 or 12, I said. They're going to win the East. They're going to start out slow, though, because of that defense, my opinion. We'll see. I may be totally wrong. If they get out and they do better than what I predict, um, then we'll see. But I, I don't believe Jonathan Gannon. And quite frankly, Nick Siri, Jalen's third now. Juan Castillo was really good. I think he coached um, Barrett, if I'm not mistaken. I think Juan Castillo coached Barrett, maybe, I think, in Philly. I think I think I, I I think so. Does Baltimore sign Lamar? Get this: they offered, from what I'm understanding and what's being reported now, they offered him more than Kyler Murray, and he rejected it. He rejected it. He rejected Kyler Murray's contract. Is that guy going to be a free agent at the end of the year? Could you imagine Lamar Jackson as a free agent? You put that guy on the open market? Good grief. He covers all... Dude, you put Lamar Jackson behind that Eagle O-line? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. You ain't losing many ball games. You're not losing. He can't throw for shit. He led the NFL in touchdown passes. What do you mean he can't throw for shit? He had a 68 quarterback uh, percentage ranking, which led the NFL in passing. Not very um, plugged in there, my friend. Dude, he led the NFL in touchdown passes with 36. The year he was the unanimous MVP. Philly, I agree. A little too reckless for me. I don't want my quarterback out in the perimeter like that, running like that. 
I completely do not. Okay. Hey, do you see they have Dak Prescott? The players ranked Dak Prescott 44th. Top 100 players. That stuff's voted on by the players. They voted him 44. I was like, really? Wow. I agree, Xander. Philly's watching that Lamar situation closely. DQB has a similar style. Dude, let me tell you something. That guy gets out on the open market, and you got a couple first-round draft choices, and you bring that guy in, Philadelphia go 15-2 and two every year. 15-2. and two. My God. I agree with you, 85. I think Dak Prescott is going to be the most disappointing player in the NFL this year. Remember I said that. I think the Cowboys are not making the playoffs. There's too much. There's too much. No, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Warrior says, that's why your mom shouldn't be the agent. She's always thinking more of you than anyone else. Yeah, but agents should think that. Rage. I mean, they look look at how people think of Jalen Rager in Philly. They think that he actually has some trade value. When a guy like me, who's kind of looking at, you know, from a different perspective, I don't think he has any trade value. Unless you package him up with an Andre Dillard or somebody like that. Okay? That I, I just don't see any value in him. Carson says Lamar is not a top 10 quarterback. I would agree with that. And now there's Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray makes $46 million. All right, guys. Hey, tomorrow, Mel Reese will join us. So looking forward to it. Gary Cobb was spectacular. We'll have that posted for you. We so appreciate it. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Xander, great job. Till tomorrow. Three to six Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.